0: that's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Five, four, three, two, one. Dexter Stuckey presents... Industry, Industry, Friends. Friends. Industry Friends. Welcome to another edition of Industry Friends. I'm your host, Dexter Stuckey. I have in the building with me today a good friend of mine, uh, author Chantel Ogbro. welcome to the show she's the author of the new book my soul told on me
1: Mm -hmm.
0: welcome to the show again Chantel.
1: thank you for having me (laughs) so
0: i start off every show with a personal story and my personal story with Chantel is perfect because it goes into a lot of what we're going to talk about today which is her book when i first met her 2016 she was an intern um at the station that we work at and we both are working at iheartmedia she was an intern there and I introduced myself and I'm like, you know, like, what are you getting into? So forth and so on. She's like, you know, I'm I'm a senior at Temple. I'm getting ready to graduate. And I'm like And then I asked the question that I hate for people to ask me, but I asked her that question anyway. And I'm like, oh, well, what are you going to do when you get out? <laughs> <laughs> and like the first thing she says, like, my biggest thing is to write my book, My Soul Told on Me. And I'm like... Okay, what's the book about? And then she's like, it's basically like an auto autobi- autobiography. It's like a memoir. It's some quotes. It's it's a bunch of different things. It's me in book form. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> so, and I remember ever so often I'd be like, what's going on with the book? She'd be like, it's coming. It's coming. And now we are in 2019. The book is here.
1: Yes. that's a
0: great <laughs> feeling. So the first question I wanted to ask you is the title, My Soul Told On Me. Where did that come from?
1: So... At first, I had a different title. Um, it was The Allurement of Hidden Scars. Ooh. And I had dropped that um, when I was writing my book. I had dropped that, like, on my social media, and I was telling people, like, this is the name of my book. I was set on it. Because mm-hmm. when I say something, I'm set on it. Yes. So, and then... Um, you know, a couple of weeks had went past and one of my aunts, who is um, a person that I definitely do confide in. She's on the more creative side as well. She um, reached out to me and she was like, because she knows I'm sensitive. so yes. She was like, I don't want you to take this any kind of way. But for some reason, knowing what you're going to talk about in your book, I don't feel like the title that you chose really grasped what you're talking about. So okay. we sat down and we brainstormed and um I wanted I she asked me she was like what is what do you want people to get out of it like what are you really speaking from and about and I was like my soul like all of these things that these emotions that I had and I didn't relate to anybody Mm -hmm. um it was like I kind of had like a a, an epiphany inside and it was like you cannot hold this in anymore Mm. and so we started playing with like words and um my soul told on me was birthed from that okay i I was
0: wondering where it came from because i saw the title and it's you know like a lot of people with creatives they come up with titles that mean something then other times they're just i don't know like words thrown together but like this i'm glad it does it does have like a meaning to it
1: definitely um
0: one of the things i noticed in the book that you talk about about a lot is transparency yeah what made you want to include that in there
1: well, I'm a very transparent person. I like to think that. Um, some people may beg to differ. And of course I'm not perfect, but I really do try to be as transparent as I can without being um without giving too much information mm-hmm. that people think they could use that against me. Um, but I like to be transparent because I feel like so much in this world we um we wear masks and we want people to think that we're feeling a certain way or we're living a certain life that we're not. Mm-hmm and i i feel like again i was really misunderstood when i was um younger and as i was growing older and those miscon those misconceptions about me and who i was and my family and my heart and me as a person my character i um i i, I battle with that mm-hmm. I, because i think life is is um a battle with self in mine and i really battled well if this is what they think about me, is that really how I am, you know? So I I had to do some self-reflecting. And once I really reconnected with who I was and what I stood for and what I really felt in my soul... That's when I was like, okay, this is what I'm gonna unveil, and I'm gonna be transparent about that because I'm not perfect. Makes sense. But this is this is where I am now, and this is where I came from, you know. Okay.
0: Mm-hmm. So you, I, without saying your age, because <laughs> I know how people don't like to throw their age out there. I don't there, care. <laughs> I'm just gonna say that you are a part of Generation Y. Yes. Okay, so you're part of Generation Y. No, I'm
1: a millennial. No, are you serious? Yeah,
0: you're Generation Y. Nineteen. I think I'm a millennial. Millennials are 1980 to 1994.
1: I'm 1995.
0: Yes. So <laughs> that would make you, you're not a millennial. Oh, my god! <laughs> you're <gosh>. under it. <laughs> So So generation-wise, so a lot of people, and this, me speaking from personal experience, too, mm-hmm. I remember when I was about 20 years old, yeah. I was like, you know what? Like, I want to write a book. I'm going to write a book about my life. And I remember people and not even trying to discourage me because I think people, people take a lot of, like, Criticism, in a sense, is discouragement. Yeah. And I don't think people were trying to discourage me. I think they just didn't understand, like, what my life was because I wasn't as transparent. Mm-hmm. And they're like, You're 20 years old. Like, what are you going to talk about? Like, what exactly mm-hmm. do you have to speak about at 20? You're in your 20s, early yeah. 20s. Yeah. What exactly was the feedback from people when you told them at such a young age that you're going to write a book that's pretty much like an autobiography?
1: hmm. Um, I got that same reaction, okay. <laughs> definitely, And but I'm the type of person when I set my mind to something and I know how much I feel and I know that I see life in a, in a different light than a lot of grown people do, mm-hmm. and you might have lived a lot, but you—I I don't say you wouldn't have anything to talk about, but there's— there's just a a uh, um a way and like there's just a feeling that you have when you know that what you what you're saying and your purpose in life is bigger than you mm-hmm. and not not everybody can really connect with that, not everybody can vibe with that, and not everybody can actually manifest that okay. and so um One, when I tell people that I when I told people that I was going to write a book and that, you know, now I'm telling people that I've written a book. They're Mm -hmm. like, that's such a milestone. You know, like, I'm so proud of you. I've been wanting to write a book for, you know, a long time. And I feel like once you're at that point where you say or you feel like you've gone through something, you can you can write about it. It doesn't have to be. It doesn't have to be, like, this big thing. Like, you have to go through uh, these trials and these tribulations and compare your life to this person and that person to write. Because at the end of the day, everybody has a different story. Everybody has a different walk of life. Um, And so I just did it. I didn't care what people (laughs) said. I know I had what I had to say. I had a story to tell.
0: (laughs) One of the main reasons I I asked that question is because, Uh, like, this show, like, I really do want to reach people who are... Like in high school and trying to figure out what they want to do and people in the working world and trying to figure out what they want to do. And I think writing a book is one of those things that a lot of people, they have that mindset to do it. Mm-hmm. But they don't have that encouragement or that or that push. Yeah, and I think a lot of us, if we don't have someone maybe in our family who did it, like we don't really think about that. Mm-hmm. And I know for a fact that like the discouragement in the sense of people say like you haven't lived enough to write a book like comes up a lot. Yeah, so that's one of the main reasons why I really wanted to get that question out to you. So I really do appreciate you answering that. Yeah. <laughs> now, what has the feedback been since you uh, put the book out?
1: Um, I've gotten and see this is so weird to me because I feel like. This is my first body of work out into the world, mm-hmm. um, and it's published, and that's really big. And so I, you are always your own best, like your worst critic. I'm sorry. You're uh, your worst critic, right? And best one, too, in some cases. Yes, that's true, <laughs> because you know yourself better than anybody. So I've really gotten profound feedback. Like, everybody's just saying it's relatable. It was easy to read. Um, my mom, particularly, she said she saw a lot of herself in me. Mm. Um, and a lot of people, you know, they said that they were, they were just proud of me just being so transparent. And they were saying they didn't know that I dealt with the things that I dealt with, um, mentally. And, um, I've, I've, all the feedback has been great, but I question that. And I don't know if I'm right to question that or if that's a, like a bad thing, but not to say that I, I, I think I would have done worse or I expected a negative reaction. But if that's their true um feedback, then I'm taking it. I'm just gonna take it because I'm I'm struggling with that. But I want I just want to know if, if that's what like they really feel, you what, know. I don't, why do you say that? Because I just want to make sure that I know that this isn't my best, you know, like it's 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 amazing work. Okay. Right? But I know that I have so much more to accomplish and to um, execute. But I do have to keep reminding myself that that doesn't take away of what I've accomplished now. Yeah, because you
0: know? I think if you say it's not your best, yeah. like it's difficult. It's, it's going to be difficult for you. And it's not because you talk about it. You like yeah. to talk about it. You're excited about it. Mm. I think if you think that it's not your best work, it makes it difficult for you to show other people that it is your best work and Correct. to appreciate them telling you that like, this is good work.
1: That I struggle with that. I struggle with compliments. I struggle, I struggle with that really bad like for me to genuinely take a compliment I wrote that in my book like Uh, it takes practice Uh um and so I am trying more to like live in the moment and really receive that not just say you know thank you that means a lot but really receive that you know like again if I wrote this book and it impacted one person in a great way that was my goal Uh um but of course I you know I wanted to touch as many people as it could
0: but now the only reason i like followed up with that is because i feel the same way personally (laughs) like a lot of people say to me like dexter i listened to your your podcast and i think you did a really good job or i'll have people come in and i'll interview them and afterwards they'll be like oh my god like you did really good with that and for me i'm just like i don't know i stumbled over words i forgot what i wanted to talk about and i like you said you're always your your own worst critic Mm -hmm. but then sometimes i'll go back and i'll listen to it and i'm like (laughs) It yes. would be, yeah. <laughs> okay dex yes okay, that I actually wasn't it. as bad as you, yes. as you thought it was in this book though you really do we touched on transparency but you also talk about colorism like you said mental illness yeah. what made you want to put that stuff in there
1: because nobody talks about that and especially for us as people of color black people i really struggle with those terms but um it's really important to talk about because there's so much self-hate and it's disguised mm-hmm. in so many different fashions and it needs to it needs to be a conversation on the table. I really feel like it does especially for younger girls um because there was really a point in my life where i hated myself like i did not like who i was as a person of skin tone yeah and i was overweight too i just i didn't like myself like i didn't think that i was pretty yeah like it was it was a lot of like broken self like insecurities within me and again that never came from like my family so society to speak thing. yeah not, yeah but um I, but i'm a very observant person as well so there, there would be certain things that were indirectly said, and I would just really ponder. And I'm just like, well, what does that mean? Does that mean that lighter is better? Does like that things mean things that, like what, like, um. So one time I was, um, I was, um, at one of my aunt's house or my grandmother's house. I can't remember, but um, um one of my aunts or uncles were, would they were talking, and um, my aunt, she's more fair skinned and my dad, um, not my dad, one of my uncles said something um, of the effect of like, or no, um, my dad said something about like her hair texture. Like, mm-hmm. you know, you have like nice hair, like you have good hair or something like that. And I I struggle with that because like my hair isn't, it wouldn't be considered good, good hair, hair necessarily because it's, you know, it's not the fine curl. And
0: you said your hair wouldn't be considered Good hair because of the texture, correct, okay,
1: yes, so, and
0: this is based on like looking at your aunt and hearing yeah. him and hearing your dad say that, mm-hmm. okay,
1: yeah, and so, and it, again, it wasn't done intentionally, he didn't say it to to um put anybody down directly, but just saying that i'm I'm thinking, I'm like, okay, well, my hair's not like that, so mm-hmm. the, you know do I have good hair or um, you know, my skin isn't as light. So am I going to get that attention that, you know, other people get that are yeah. lighter skin, you know? And um, that, that all ties into mental health. Yeah. Because um, I can't... If, if you don't see value in, in yourself, how you are without the nails, without the social media, without the bleach dying, without the lashes, the weaves, like, how... How do you? I don't know. Like, how do you have sense of a peace, peace of mind? Mm-hmm. You
0: know, it, it's funny too because I, I feel like I dealt with the same thing but differently. And I feel like when people talk about colorism, they always talk about it in regards to females. Yeah. And when I was reading this mm-hmm. in your book, I felt as a male like connected with it as well because like I, I so I'm a, I'm one of four. And all my siblings, they're all lighter than I am. And one, like, fair, like one is like super light. The mm-hmm. other two are like browner. But then like I'm the darkest one mm-hmm. out of the four mm-hmm. of us. And I remember once getting lost in the mall. Mm-hmm. I got separated from like my family in the mall. And I remember the police officer was asking them to describe me. Mm-hmm. And my younger brother, who's three years younger than me. So at this time, he's probably 6 mm-hmm. And I remember him describe them telling me like he described me as like you know he's short he's wearing a blue shirt he's chocolate mm-hmm. and for me like at the time it really didn't mean anything but because of like our differences in complexion yeah. I think that it, although I maybe I didn't show it or maybe I didn't think much of it it did mean something yeah, you at, remembered at, it yeah like even to this day it like stuck, I remember that yeah and to him I think if I brought this up to him right now he would be like oh, I don't I don't know anything about, I don't remember that mm-hmm. because it's so easy for other people to just say like brown or yep. the dark or yep. the darker one or something yep. like that when reality is just kind of like you might be insulting that person when Correct. you do that yeah
1: because there's such a negative connotation behind
0: associated it. yep
1: yeah i agree um yeah i agree <laughs>
0: and then like the mental illness piece what made you throw that in there
1: um because again that's something that needs to be talked about i think mental health is so common and society tries to make it so uncommon, but you really go through things Mm -hmm. living. You go through things, um, being a woman, (laughs) you go through things just, just period. And there was a point in life and I'm not, you know, afraid to say it where I was at my lowest and I was young when I was at my lowest. And that was really because that derived from me losing my grandmother and me not knowing how to cope with that like how am i going to carry on without her you know Yeah. we were really close and um that you know that that that's a piece of my heart so it was it was i was just still trying to wrap my mind around the whole concept of death too mm-hmm. so it was it was just um it was it was scary to think that i was so um okay with the feeling of um, not being here anymore because my grandmother wasn't. And yeah. That's yeah. That's what life was for that's, me. And it is scary. Yeah. But
0: it's I'm, it's common, too.
1: Exactly. Oh.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so one of the main reasons, again, why I do this podcast is because I want other people to hear the stories of those around them and see what they can do and try to implement this stuff themselves. Can you please walk me for our listeners and also myself through the process of getting your book published? You self-published, correct? I did like how what was that process like
1: All right so I'm only going to give you a little bit because I'm actually starting a YouTube series where I'm going to break it down very explicitly okay. yeah um but yeah so okay so I will always tell people this was never supposed to be a book initially. I'm just very emotional and I'm very sensitive. And I did like to write, even though through my life I was told that I was like not a, like I was an average writer, you know? So, um, but you I will behave. always journal. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I would always journal. I would always write in my diary. And um, once I started blogging, um, because I felt like what I was going through sophomore year of, um, college was, um, a midlife crisis, even though it wasn't, but anyway, not even so, close to the middle right? of your life. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Don't judge me. Okay. Round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry.
0: Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh?
1: Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and
0: play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com No purchase necessary. Forward, believe it 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. But it's crazy, though, because I think as the generations change, though, yeah. like, it's called the midlife crisis just because I think people, when they were older, like, older generations, mm-hmm. they experience it in the middle of their yeah. life. But I think with us, like, we go through these things, they're like... And and the only thing the only label we have for them is is a midlife crisis, yeah. but it's it's we legit have mental breakdowns. We do, yeah,
1: literally, yeah. That's yeah, that's precisely what it was. Sorry and for interrupting, so, but back, no, to your, fine. Back, back to
0: your back to your. I'm taking notes, so back okay. to your. Uh...
1: <laughs> so, um, so I I looked into how to publish my works just free online, you mm-hmm. know. So I found WordPress. um, and I actually did do, like, a deal. So it was, like, $10 a year or a month or something like that. So I just started publishing my works. I would send out the link to family and friends, ask them what they thought about it. And then, you know, as I'm writing, as I'm growing, as I'm developing, as I'm going through all these aches and pains, um, being a young adult, growing into who I am today, mm-hmm. um, I'm I'm thinking. And, you know, people are saying, this is great, you know, work on this or work on that. And I appreciate that. I love um, um, constructive criticism, and so people keep saying, "Are you gonna write a book? Is a book coming?" I'm like, "A book? <laughs> wow."
0: Who, who said something about a book? Right. <laughs> what are you talking
1: about? Like, I'm just journaling, but I, I wasn't thinking that vast. So I started writing, and then I announced that I was like, "Okay, well, I'm gonna write a book. Why not? Like, I have so much more to say." When I realized that blog posts weren't supposed to be, but so long. Mm-hmm. I'm like, well, I have a lot more to say on these topics, and I was—it was really a healing process for me because I was writing, and I was like, okay, because I was asking my questions, things like why, why, why did I lash out when I was this age, or why did I go through this, or why did I feel this way? And writing really helped me unpack and un-unveil that. And so, um, once I um, picked the topics that really resonated with my heart and started writing them. I um I put them into a Word doc and I picked at first I only had 13 mm-hmm. and I was like okay I'm going to write explicitly on these topics because I have a lot to say so I started writing and um I announced that I was going to write a book and that's really that's really where um I just started to it just started the ball just started rolling <laughs> like the ball just started rolling and I it I couldn't control it at that point mm-hmm. because it was like this was what I was supposed to be doing. I, yeah. That's how I felt. You felt, yeah. Yeah.
0: Now um, you put it on WordPress. Yep. Did Did you reach out to someone to be like, "Hey, can you publish this?" Like, like, what is that like? Yeah. Like, so yeah.
1: no. So that what that's what I was very particular about. I'm very um, I'm very adamant about authenticity and keeping my creative niche. And so I didn't want to to give my book to a publisher. Okay. I wanted to self publish. And obviously, I need to help them with them printing it. But I wanted to make sure that my creativity was protected, that sacred. And so I reached out to my aunt, and she um, gave me the number of my former pastor um, at, at home. And he gave me the um, the contact to iUniverse. And they're um, a book company in Indianapolis, I believe. Okay. And so from the jump, I got a great deal. I got my book deal half um, half off. And I did payments, payment installments. And that's really how I went from there. I did that in 2015. So it literally took four years for it to unfold. Mm. Some was money. Some was me just mentally procrastinating, Mm -hmm. self-doubt, like nobody's going to read this book. Why am I writing this book? You know, there was a lot of that. Um, But I literally took it step by step. They walk you through each step. It. and um they really hold your hand and i appreciated that because i never physically met anyone okay you know it oh, was all, all online it, it was all online okay. it was all email and phone and they were very um they held my my soul with care and i appreciate <laughs> that you know so so yeah so i i did the photo shoot um I always piggyback um off of the ideas from my cousin. He um he's a graphic artist. Okay. But um I would ask him about like what he think about the bookmarks, what he think about um um the the cover art or like the the title of my book, What comes to mind mm-hmm. when you think of that, you know? And I would brainstorm myself and we would just put ideas everywhere and um that's really how it unfolded. I was very intentional with the people that I had on this project as far as like them being women and them being women of color because again, w- when it comes to certain industries, they're so male dominated. Mm-hmm. Um, when it comes to like photography and videography, and I really just I don't have a problem with that, but I am a bit weird about male photographers and male videographers. Um, I, that's just a me thing. Okay, but <laughs> okay. I was gonna ask why, yeah, but okay, no, I get that's it. just a me thing. Um, I'm getting better with it, but I just wanted to make sure that I had uh, women of color incorporated in my project and I I was intentional with that and they're amazing
0: so the company that you work with what was the name of it again iUniverse iUniverse so is that like female Rand or is it no
1: that wasn't
0: okay but that the, wasn't. the stuff that you could actually control correct like you, okay yep now back to the the process of actually getting this book like put out and everything. Mm-hmm. So you would send them the stuff that you wanted in there and tell them how you wanted it late, How you it. I want you to lay. This is page one. Mm-hmm. This is page twenty. This is what the image I want there. This is the font. Yep. Like and they let you go through all this. Yeah. All of that. Okay.
1: Yeah. So that was that was a lengthy process too because the manuscript process itself again started twenty fifteen. Reached out to them, told them I wanted to write a book. Okay, mm-hmm. great. I worked on my manuscript for years and years because there were I was growing as I was writing and stuff I wanted changes, exactly yeah. stuff changes your writing style changes so I write in a dialogue tone and a lot of the things that I was going through especially like the heartbreak things I wanted to make sure that I wasn't being um direct mm-hmm. like I'm being direct but it's not just about this situation that specific situation
0: that you dealt with when exactly. you're 20 years old cuz right. when you turn Thirty, you exactly. look at this and it doesn't make sense. So then, exactly. if a thirty-year-old reads it, they're like, "She's a child." Right. <laughs> like it right. Like, okay.
1: Okay. We get that you're mad at this one person. You know, mm-hmm. I didn't want it to be like that. So I had to, um, I had to rewrite. Yeah. A lot of times. Um, and my publisher, they encouraged me. Um, because a lot of times I was just like, "Look, I have to rewrite. I don't. I don't know when it's going to be done. I didn't want to push myself, but one thing I." I will say that I didn't do that. I have to do is start setting deadlines for myself mm-hmm. and taking myself more seriously. How are
0: they with your deadlines? <laughs> the publisher <laughs> they
1: work with me, okay. but um, yeah, half the deadlines that I said I did not meet. Uh-oh. I'm gonna be very transparent about that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so it took longer than it did, but then again, you know, everything happens in its time. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do feel like I could have taken myself more, much more seriously. Okay. Yeah.
0: Now, from a financial perspective, if you don't mind. Mm-hmm. What would like a ballpark cost for all this be?
1: Um, like for, for the, just the, for the, the book itself, just for the book itself, mm-hmm. right? Okay, so for the book itself, around twenty five
0: hundred. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's not too bad.
1: Yeah, it's not. And it's that not.
0: and that includes like the publishing and all that stuff, like, that, that like the that includes the
1: publish that sh- that includes everything like the professional editing and everything with them but that doesn't include um, me outsourcing to get my makeup and stuff done. Photo shoots and all that stuff, yeah. The videography, all that stuff. Um, Yeah, that doesn't include that. But it was maybe like, a thousand more. Okay. It wasn't that bad.
0: I, I just put that, I just wanted to put that out there because I know a lot of people have this thing when they see people do stuff, they're like, I can do this too. But mm-hmm. like a lot of people don't think about the finan- financial mm-hmm. backing that comes with that. And right. it's, I'm not saying like you need to have money in order to write a book. Yeah. But like you should kind of like think you about should, that, especially yeah. if you're going to self-publish because like Correct. this costs money out of your pocket. Yep. I want to put that out there. Yeah. You talked about your team a little bit. Mm-hmm. And I'm I'm gonna move on because I don't want to ask more questions about the publisher because I I want people to to pay attention to your YouTube too. Okay. So yes. and we're gonna we'll get that information out to you guys as well. But your team, you talked about the team and some you did a book launch a couple months ago, and I attended the book launch. And yes. one of the things I noticed, and I kept asking you questions, I kept saying like, "Oh, where'd you get this backdrop from? I want to get one of those. Or how did th- how did you do this? Where'd this come from?" And every single question I asked you, you're like, "I don't know." Mm-hmm. And it was interesting to me that you didn't know like where the backdrop came from. You're like, I got to ask somebody mm-hmm. or, or like where the food came from or where this came from. And the reason you didn't know is because you had a team around you that handled that stuff. Yep. And I had a conversation with a friend earlier today and they were talking to me about my show and mm-hmm. they were like, "Dex, like, I like, and I appreciate that you're doing everything by yourself, but you really need to get other people around you who know that They know this industry or different industries and they can be the experts there. Like you don't you shouldn't have to handle everything. Right. And I think you have an amazing team around you because everything looked great. Thank you. And it was like like really well placed and like and being there and understanding like how much work you put into the book and realizing that you have people around you that poured into you so much that you were able to do all these other things like and make it look like grand and spectacular without even having to physically do that stuff. Yeah. How were you able to relinquish that like control and like just find those right people? Like how did you do that?
1: That was that's really God's placement. Mm-hmm. Um I can't really say it any better than that because your team usually is um closer than you think. Mm-hmm. Um and I really I have like a second family I'm blessed to have that and they're talented a lot of like the, the people who become your team all these celebrities and these influencers nine times out of ten they work with the person that was next to them they work with the uncle or aunt like it you really have to have conversations be intentional mm-hmm. and very adamant about what you want and express that and just be genuine with that and I feel like what you put out there um, people are going to attract to it you know and you really have to have people who believe in you, yeah. Because um, I didn't have to lift a finger, and I, I'm not that type of person. Like I yeah. want to have control. No, like, I legit, want like <laughs>
0: there was, pe- there were people there, like selling the actual product literally and like the one of the things I said to him is like it's really difficult for me to do this sometimes because I feel like everyone wants to do what I'm doing right like a lot of people around me like they're like oh I want to do a podcast Mm -hmm. too and like you can't build me up if you're trying to build yourself up to do the same thing and I love that you have people who are I won't even say willing to take the back seat, but Mm -hmm. they know their strengths and they know their talents. Correct. And you recognize their strengths and their talents and put them in those right positions, which I think is amazing.
1: Right. And so and that's hard because it wasn't like I was like, okay, you do this and you do that. Mm -hmm. But I just I know that this is your strong suit. So I'm going to come to you and ask you for advice for this. And that's really how it started, because initially I wanted to do everything by myself. Um, but again, people don't pay you to be a jack of all all trades, Mm -hmm. you know, they, they pay you to be an expert in one thing. And so, um, for lack of a better term, I was in my lane and they were in theirs, you know? And it showed. Yeah. And so, and, and that's an amazing thing because it just, it just flowed. Like there wasn't really necessarily a conversation that had to be had, but it was just like, okay, this is what I want. I I know how I want it to look, but I'm not going to be the best at execute at executing it. Can you help me? Mm-hmm. And that's that's what it was. Nice. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I,
0: I had to put that out there that I thought it was important that you thank you. Like, you yeah. know where this stuff came from. I thought that was so cool. Yeah. You did get the information for me, so yes. that's that was really helpful. <laughs> um, at this point in the show, I always ask people, "What's next?" So, what is next for Chantel?
1: <laughs> so. Oh, my gosh. I battle with this because I hate when people ask me what's next. And yes. I'm like, I just gave you my heart and soul. It's and
0: legit. You know. It's funny because I'm the same way. Like, <laughs> okay. I hate when people ask me what's next because I never yeah. really know. But right. I'm always thinking about what's next.
1: Correct. So. You're right. So I do have an answer for you. Yeah, that I do. <laughs> so, um, like we just spoke about prior, I'm working on an audiobook book, mm-hmm. um, which is going to be released in-house. I am a sole proprietor, Chantel Adana Publishing. So it's going to be released under my oh, publishing nice. house. Yeah. So that that's going to be new for me, yeah. but I'm going to execute it. And um, I'm working on my next project, of course.
0: And, uh, and, next your, book. and your YouTube series.
1: Yes. My YouTube series as well. Oh, my gosh. There's a lot of things. And I'm actually doing a book tour as well. So, oh. yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> So that's in the works. The book tour is in the works. That's going to be kind of like um, colleges, local colleges mm-hmm. around the area. I'm still working on solidifying that. Um, and then my YouTube series is basically I'm going to break down my process, like raw, uncut. This is me. This is how I did it. Mm-hmm. I'm breaking down my process for you guys just so um, because I always get questions like, how did you do it? Where was your mentor? Mm hmm. My mental was everywhere, <laughs> you know, so I really want to um, um, color that picture for people who have been asking about that. Definitely. OK. Mm-hmm. I like that. Thank you. So Chantella Donna, I'm Chantella Donna everywhere. OK. I made it easy.
0: <laughs> That's good because mine is all over the place. I'm yeah. like this here, this here, this here. Like you just got to figure it out. and Find me Consolidate wherever. Consolidate. Yes, <laughs> I really do need to. <laughs> so I close out every show asking people for their puzzle pieces. And the puzzle piece is something like a quote or a line or a mantra that you live by. The reason I ask for this is because I look at it like the world is like this big, this big um, blank canvas, and we're all connecting different pieces together. Yeah. So if you had to say what your puzzle piece was, what would it be?
1: What will be will be. Mm Hmm. Um. That's what I have tatted on me. Um. That was was kind of ratchet.
0: One of many many tattoos that you have. (laughs) Don't judge me.
1: (laughs) Yeah, um, what will be will be. This too shall pass. Like, really just trying to stay grounded in the moment. Mm -hmm. Um, Those those help me. Um, I also have um, a tattoo that's important to me, and it says, be you, love you, always, always. Um, And that speaks to me as well. Mm -hmm. Um, Just because... I'm still working on loving myself entirely. I'm so much further than where I was prior, but I'm still working on it. You know, I still have insecurities. I still have doubts. You know, and that's that's natural. But I'm working on just getting there. You know, that's fair. And always. So yeah, yeah.
0: (laughs) And then uh, the final thing, the final question (laughs) I wanted to ask you. It's a two parter. Okay. Uh, One. Where can they find the book?
1: So you can find the book everywhere. My Soul total Me is everywhere books are sold. Um, My website, Chanteladonna.com. It can be found there. It's on Amazon, Barnes & Noble's, um, your local grocery store, (laughs) everywhere. (laughs) Everywhere. Um, Yeah, so go get it.
0: And then finally, where can they find you on social media sites?
1: You can find me on Instagram, Facebook, um, Snapchat, at Chanteladonna.com. At C-H-A-N-T-E-L-L-E-A-D-A-N-N-A.
0: Perfect. Thank you, Chantel, once again (laughs) for coming in today. This was great. I'm really excited that we were able to get this done.
1: Yay, me too.
0: (laughs) This has been another edition of Industry Friends. Thank you for tuning in to this edition of Industry Friends. I am the host, Dexter Stuckey. If you liked what you heard, do me a favor and rate the show. Subscribe to the show. Review the show. Repost the show. Please tell your friends about it. I really appreciate it. Industry Friends, your audio foot in the door.
1: Industry Friends.